Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers. Jared, how are you, man? I'm doing great, man. We're almost at what? Close to episode 100 here. We are, JT. This is uh, Brent Duham and, of course, Jared Ty. Here we are with episode number 98. 98. That's a, that's a lot. We've got a, we've got a really cool guest that we'll, we're going to talk some real estate, marketing, all those things that have, have elevated her business. And I think all of us, regardless of what area of profession that we happen to be in, certainly if it's a sales and, and or service business, of which the three of us know, the idea of marketing and video is a big part of, and can be a big part of someone's someone's career, and it can elevate it to the next level and do so rather rather quickly. But before we get into Rebecca's story, why don't we remind everyone or let everyone know, Rebecca, where can we find you most readily on social media? And we'll make sure we have it in the write-up for you. But uh, there may be some people out there that have some questions for you. Yes. So um, you can find me um, on Instagram. Uh, I'm at I'm Real Mom or at Real Mom Real Estate there on Instagram. Um, or you can find me on my YouTube channel. Um, my YouTube channel is just my name, uh, Rebecca Valera. So if you were to search that, um, it should come up on YouTube and you should be able to see my, my picture. Um, and just click on it and you can check out the YouTube channel from there. We'll, we'll get into the real mom part here at some point because you're awfully proud of, proud of that as, uh, as I know Jared and Jared and I are with our, with our family. So that'll be real. That'll be really cool. It's certainly probably, probably a part of your why I am guessing, but why don't we, you know, Jared, Jared asked you to come in. Uh, the two of you know each other from the, from uh, the real estate world. So JT, you want to lift us off here uh, right now? Absolutely. So for our listeners who are audio only, uh, you may not be able to see Rebecca and I are actually in the same office, which is nice uh, after, you know, a year of pandemic here to be able to do a live uh, interview like this face to face for the first time. So that's uh, pretty exciting for us. But yes, so uh, Rebecca is a real estate agent in the same office with me here, Keller Williams in McKinney, Texas. And Rebecca, remind me, how long have you been doing real estate? So in, it'll be five years in July. That's so, awesome. Um, before that, I was, uh, I taught, well, was raising my family. And then before that, I was teaching school. So Super cool. Yeah. I've seen a lot of teachers transition into real estate. Uh, my, uh, my wife used to be a teacher. She does not do real estate, but I've seen a lot. And we have several in our office that do so. Uh, whenever you started, um, what was that like? Not, you know, not really having a client base and being brand new and, and not, you know, of course it was a long time ago now, <laughs> but, uh, what was that like, you know, trying to figure out where is my business going to come from? So for me, it was, it was pretty difficult. I think, uh, just getting started a new brand new career. Don't know a whole lot about mm-hmm. it. Um, I was uh, kind of a little bit on the verge of, should I continue? Should I not? And once I really found out or figured out that um, I'd have to make regular phone calls to people and have to do that and touch base with them, it was, it was very hard to kind of be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to call this person because I care. And I'm just like, in the back of my mind, there was this, but you're trying to get their business. And, and for me, that was a, 
not that it, that it's bad or that it's you know something that I would be like Rebecca this is bad you're just trying to get their business it was for me it was more or less you know how can I give people value and that's it and not have um, this you know like oh here I'm going to give you this thing so you can give me something else kind of right. thing mm -hmm. and that was really hard to figure out I think in the beginning of my real estate career and then also too not knowing what to do, how to handle yourself in certain situations. And so right out of the gate with, I had my license for six months, I joined a small team mm -hmm. as a buyer's agent and that really, really helped awesome. me. So I could focus on one part of the business and that's it. And then I could learn from, from the other person how she had her business set up um, and just kind of go from there. She had a, an assistant too. So it was just me, her and the assistant. And we just, uh, we, we did the, we walked the walk and we talked the talk. She kind of helped me overcome certain things. But um, when you first get licensed, especially in real estate and it's something new, you have those quitting points. Mm -hmm. So there's a time you're just like, I don't know if I can do this. You know, this is, uh, or you find out too. The other hard part for me was you find out like a, a couple months later, oh, I'm selling, you know, good friend of yours, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm listing my house with so-and-so, right? And you're just crushed. You're just like, but I wanted to help, you know? <laughs> and uh, you can't, but you can't, uh, you can't help, right? In that situation, they've right. chosen to hire someone else. And uh, as crushing as it is, uh, you kind of have to be of the mindset of, you know, it's okay. Um, let them learn how they're going to learn. Maybe this person is a good fit for them. And I just, you know, I wasn't there. I, they, maybe they didn't realize that I was in the business. So getting your name out there, like yeah. you talked about is, is very difficult when mm -hmm. you first get started. So I love what you said about just leading with value, just paying it for, just putting it out there and having no strings attached. Um, my granddad was a um, pioneer in the air conditioning industry. And uh, one of the things he told me uh, before he passed, uh, we were talking business one time and he said, you know, if I could just do it over again, I would just take care of the client. Yeah. He said, if, you know, if that's your main focus, he goes, everything, you know, takes care of itself. Um, I find it very interesting that you started, that you joined a team also, because, you know, I've given the advice to uh, new agents a lot that, you know, when you get into a field, especially in an entrepreneurial field like this, you know, everyone wants to make money, uh, but money actually follows experience. So I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, you can't go straight for money. <laughs> you have to go for experience and then, you know, money, um, money will, will come, you know, as, as, as something after that. So yeah, good stuff. Brent, do you have any questions? I do. And I'm going to ask for probably some advice. You know, you did a career change and you went from that steady Eddie paycheck, probably loved, you got into education for the love of education. And a lot of our folks, and I've, I've introduced recently Jared to a, a young man that's graduating from the University of Arkansas that, that is seriously considered getting into the business early on the real estate side. He asked me about, I'm, you know, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the lending side of the, of the business, but I really think we all, we're all made in the same pie. It, essentially one can't happen without the other, but for someone specifically, that's making that man, I'm making that change. I think that's highly relatable, Rebecca. 
what what drew you into real estate? I know you touched on it a little bit, but then also that, oh my God, I'm standing out here. Uh, I've got call reluctance and I'm I'm nervous and that paycheck isn't coming in. What really helps you get, you know, over that fence or over the hump? I think for me, uh, it was a matter of um, just, gosh, <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought there for a little bit, but um, it was to get over that, I guess, for me getting into real estate, it, this sounds silly, but I watched HGTV for probably the first time ever because we didn't have cable we were we were po we were po people um and so we watching hgtv seeing like people's lives being transformed and then relating that to the education space because when you're a teacher you're you know taking care of those kids right you're making sure that they're learning what they need to be learning and then also you have parents stepping in to help um and for me real estate was a path to serve families, but in a different way. And that's a big reason why I'm really passionate about families specifically. Not that I won't help someone who doesn't have a big family or is single or um, retired or anything like that. Um, I'm just more drawn to them because that was, I guess my first love was teaching and educating others, um, whether that be small children all the way up to adults in certain situations. So that was kind of the tipping point for me, like, oh, well, our real estate agent just helped us, you know, sell this house and then purchase the next one. Um, maybe it's, and actually that real estate agent that helped us do that and move across town to Louisville, um, she was, I joined her team. So it wasn't just anybody's team. And I joined her team specifically because, well, she'd been in the business for a long time and she was a civil engineer. Uh, she or she had been a civil engineer prior to real estate. And so it was really nice um, to see because I'm a very detail oriented person. So I really was drawn and attracted to her and her knowledge, like super attracted to her knowledge. Um, and that's kind of the path that, it, you know, pretty much that. And, and two, the other thing that I want to tell people that are just getting started is that you have to anticipate not making money, but at the same time, if you're a buyer's agent, you're not going to make as, as much money as you would, you know, going by your, going in the business by yourself. But at the same time, you don't have as much overhead expense. You don't, you're not paying for the signs. You're not paying for all the marketing. Um, you're not paying for someone to help coordinate the transactions. So your expenses are less, but even though the amount of money that you, you're getting is smaller, it's worth it for the education that you receive that first you know, year to year and a half or however long you're gonna be with that team. The experience and the knowledge that they have to share with you to me is invaluable um, for uh, getting going and getting started on your business. So, so I, I have a question for you here. So for the listener who's thinking, well, you mentioned HGTV, you know, they pick out three houses and the, uh, you know, you can qualify if you're a butterfly collector and uh, you can qualify for a million dollar loan. You go out and look at three houses, you have lunch, you pick one and, and real estate's not that hard, right? Well, I mean, I was more of the mindset. I, I didn't really 
not the that HGTV show. <laughs> I really like the like flipper flop, fixer upper, like more of the investor side yeah, of it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. more or less where I was most interested in. Um, and then my husband's like, oh, we could do that. And I'm going, I think it's a lot harder than yeah, you realize, right. even from, from that perspective. Right. Um, and probably a lot more things that you have to look out for, too, if you're trying to flip a property. It's not just um, as easy as going to Lowe's and Home Depot, wrapping everything in, and then just doing the work yourself. There's a lot um, to do. And some of it's probably harder work than you realize. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so same with the other shows that you're mentioning, like it's not as easy as one, two, three, pick one and you're done. Um, you know, and sometimes they'll brag, you know, like, Oh, we got this property for $50,000 yeah. less or, Oh, it was a competing market. So we got it for this much more, but it was still a deal because of X, Y, and Z or right. whatever their reasoning was for the show. So something that you do amazingly uh, is your, in addition to other things, is your YouTube channel. Uh, absolutely high quality, you know, well-produced, you know, channel. At what point in your YouTube, in your, in your real estate career, did you decide to start uh, making content on YouTube? So there was a point in my career, it was probably... A year and a half, maybe two years ago, I realized that moving forward, um, and this is kind of one of our mutual friends, Kyle Draper was really preaching it pretty hard, like video is the future. Um, that's the direction that everything is going. So you need to learn how to do it now. Otherwise, it's going to pass you up and you're going to be left behind. And so um, it got me to thinking about like, why video? Why is video better than me just picking up the phone and calling you? Why is video better than me just sending you a text message reminding you about the event that I'm hosting yeah. or whatever it might be? Um, and the, the sheer realization that I came to is because you see the person's face, you hear them speaking, mm -hmm. and you have that connection with them, body that body yeah. language, that trust right. is developed over video. Mm -hmm. And so then I started talking to uh, another guy. He was like the tech guy at the South Lake office for KW at the time. And I, you know, was, I was really searching. I was like, is it going to be Facebook? Is it going to be YouTube? Like, where is this leading? And so I talked to him and then he directed me because I was even thinking, considering doing the whole bomb bomb thing. I had several agents in my office were already on that bandwagon and doing that on a regular basis. Not to say that it's wrong or bad, but I was just trying to see what else is out there yeah. besides this. And he sent me to a group called um, YouTube for Real Estate Agents. Um, and the chick that was in charge of the group, her name is Karen Carr. She's a uh, real estate agent out of Savannah, Facebook Georgia. Group. Yep, Facebook yeah, group. Yeah. Um, that's where I kind of met Karen. She was doing a 30 day challenge to where you could set up your banner, you could set up different parts of your channel. She would kind of talk with you a little bit about what your audience is gonna be or look mm -hmm. like and, and that kind of thing. Um, and so uh, I ended up, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pay for anything because the 30-day thing that she had going on, that was free. And mm -hmm. so I was like, well, I'm going to see what is out there. But then I want to meet people in this group. So slowly but surely, I started meeting other uh, real estate agents mm -hmm. that were YouTube content creators and just like looking at their videos, seeing what their videos had to offer. Um, what are they telling people in their videos? 
um, what types of videos are they making um, for their YouTube channel. Um, and then I also paired that a little bit with just doing my own research, like Googling um, where to live in Dallas, Texas. You know, there were some other agents in our area that were already kind of pioneering that path already for Dallas-Fort Worth. And as you know, Dallas-Fort Worth is just small, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> small Sorry. little town, right? <laughs> so it was really neat to see other agents and ideas and stuff that they had around the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I actually transitioned to a different group. Um, and in that other group, I was able to meet um, one of my good friends now, Christina Smallhorn. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was in charge of another real estate group called YouTube Real Estate Mastermind. And I was like, well, I love to mastermind and I love YouTube. So I'm going to join yeah. the group. Um, fast forward, I guess, a year or two, and I'm one of the moderators for that yeah, specific super group. Cool. Yeah. So, so much wisdom here. Um, you know, as an agent my help, myself, I see so many ways to get business that have a big price tag. You know, as a real estate agent, you could buy leads from Zillow and pay, I don't know, a third of your commission back to this other company uh, just for making that introduction. So, you know, if, and, and this doesn't just apply to real, real estate, this applies to entrepreneurs. Um, guys, if you can find a way to do your own marketing, you know, whether that be YouTube, whether that be, you know, other social media sites, um, you know, the importance of video. I, I have people ask me, you know, sometimes they'll say, oh, well, you, you like being on video. So it's, uh, you know, it's easy for you. Uh, but the truth is, is that I, I had to force it. Um, and I do not have, you know, any presence on YouTube. So, uh, but I've done it on, you know, Facebook and, and it's obviously not the same thing, but I'm, I'm getting in front of the camera. Yes. And when I made the decision to do that, it was four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. Again, it wasn't because I wanted to, it's because I realized that, Hey, I'm self-employed. I don't have a marketing department. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not taking advantage, Brent's heard me say this a million times, but <laughs> If I'm not taking advantage of this little supercomputer that's in my pocket that has a video stream yeah. capability yeah. to everyone that I've ever met, at the same time. if I don't do that and I fail, it's nobody's fault but mine. Right. Um, so for me, I had to force it. I was very, you know, nervous and, and sweaty and all that stuff whenever the you know, first times that I got in front of the camera. And, I'll add that I, I read that uh, Chip Gaines from Fixer Upper, speaking of HGTV, yeah. uh, he hated being in front of the camera when they mm -hmm. started that show. He was terrified. Yeah. So for you, uh, would you say that it was a, and there's no wrong answer, was, was it kind of a natural thing that, hey, let's get on YouTube, or was it more of a, you made yourself do it? So it was more of a make myself do it um, situation. I was not comfortable at all yeah. uh, doing it, but I was just like, you know what? If this can help me um, not have to, do, have to do open houses or other forms of lead generation, um, this helps reach not only the people that I know and love on Facebook already, but if I'm, the beauty of YouTube is that it opens the door to people that don't know you at all. Um, Facebook is all about people that you know and people that know people that you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But YouTube is, the beauty of it is that it's constantly serving people that don't know you yeah. and that can get to know you through those videos. So that's, 
And it took me a while to figure that out because yeah. I was thinking, well, if I do this YouTube video, then I'm going to put it on Facebook and I'm going to put it on Instagram and I'm going to put it on all these different platforms yeah. thinking I'm just going to be reaching all these people at the same time. Well, that's not going to work because mm -hmm. Instagram is different than Facebook and Facebook is different than YouTube and YouTube and Facebook are competitors. Yeah. So the type of content that you create for Facebook it has to be shorter form. There's, you know, 60 seconds or less, spit it out. You know, I yeah. don't want to have to spend here, you know, all day listening to this video. If someone's on the YouTube platform, however, they're just going to sit and watch and binge, yeah. right? Because that's the nature of that platform. That's so interesting. So I was doing the link dumping. I was, you know, a part of a group that was like, you know, you sub for me and I'll sub for you. <laughs> you watch my videos. And I was going down that path and then, at a certain point, I realized this is not the direction I need to take. And it was actually suppressing my channel, to be mm, completely wow. honest. Um, it was suppressing my channel. And once I stopped doing that and sharing my links on you know, Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, once I stopped that completely, it took YouTube about a month or two to figure that out. And then it started serving it to That's real amazing. people yeah. that were really looking for where to move, where to relocate in my area. And within, I want to say, two months of doing that, I got my first phone call from someone yeah. who's wanting to relocate. So cool. So you mentioned how it reaches audiences outside of your existing sphere. Right. And then another thing that I've learned about YouTube is that uh, the term is evergreen. Yep. that you're, you know, on, on Facebook or, you know, any other social, regular social media site, you make, you know, you put content on there and it has a very, very short shelf life, meaning that unless someone's specifically trying to dig up that old video, mm -hmm. it ain't showing up in anybody's, you know, feed. Nope. Uh, but YouTube is completely different because yeah. it's designed around searches mm -hmm. and whichever video they think you know through their analytics is providing the most value it doesn't matter if that video is three years old mm -hmm. um it's going to come up so what yeah. a cool opportunity is that again you're, you're reaching people outside of your audience and you're outside of that 24-hour time frame that you get on a normal and social it's, media and site. it's marketing to those people 24 hours a day seven days a week mm -hmm. like it's actively you know, all across the world, marketing to people that I don't know yeah. and that are YouTube is trying to connect me to them because it knows it's trying to find, yeah. you know, Kenny, Texas, or it's right. trying to find Dallas or Austin or whatever, not Austin, <laughs> Dallas, or have a good friend of mine that has a YouTube channel in Austin. Nice. So, um, but it's trying to connect those dots to those people yeah. and connect me to them. And I can vouch that, I mean, I've done searches for McKinney on YouTube before, and your stuff comes up on like the first page. So kudos to you for doing that. It's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's taken a while to get there. And that's the other thing too. This is not just a quick throw a video up. Um, it's going to reap benefits. Um, YouTube is constantly testing out its stuff. Mm -hmm. So even if you put a, a video out there, if it's good quality, content and it's giving value to people, it's going to be served to other people. If it's just you being broad in general about X, Y, or Z and saying, you know, call me, my number's da 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 and it's really salesy, 
they may or may not, yeah. you know, serve it or it be as attractive right. um, to people that are, are looking in those areas. So that's, I mean, something else to keep in mind. Um, you kind of, whatever you put out, you're going to get in return. If you put yeah. out junk, you're not going to get much in return, right? Yeah. Um, so the time effort is there and it does take a while mm -hmm. for YouTube to really figure out um, what is going on and what type of content you're putting out in yeah. order to give it and serve it to other people. That's interesting. So what you're saying, it's, you know, you're saying there needs to be a commitment. There you does. can't just jump on there. Yeah. If, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they think, well, hey, I'd love to put content on YouTube, um, but I don't understand all the editing and all the thumbnails and all that. Would you tell them to study that first or would you tell them to put content out there and, you know, learn as they go how to how to better edit it? So I would say this is a learn as you go type of thing. You want to start, I mean, my, go back and look at my first video. I'll, I'll cringe, you know, it's like, it was awful. Um, and I thought it would, you know, it was pretty good at the time, but you go out there and you, you know, put your best foot forward, do what you can for the video. Even if it's just you talking and going live, you have to start somewhere. If you're not yeah. going to get started, you're not going to move forward. So start somewhere allow, Kyle always likes to say, allow yourself to suck because that is the reality. <laughs> yeah. Allow yourself to learn suck. as you go <laughs> and, and really start to every, with every new video that you're putting out, try to make it better than the next yeah. one. Yeah. So whether that be um, net for the next video, you're going to make it a little bit longer. Maybe you'll include some B-roll footage of what you're talking about. Uh, maybe you'll get to um, add a new microphone that you were able to purchase or new lighting. Um, those are kind of basic things that as you continue to put out videos, you want to continue to grow. Yeah. I love it. I love the concept of, you know, grow, you know, as you go, Yeah. you know, don't, don't use the fact that, oh, it's not perfect as a crutch to not start. Um, you know, I follow like Gary Vaynerchuk and you know, he, some of his stuff is super polished and some of it is, Hey guys, I had an idea. And I wanted to get that over to you immediately. And he sits down and, and so that's my, you know, my thought is put content out there. And as you go, if you learn how to be an amazing editor, like you are um, fantastic, but you know, lead with value and you can provide value today. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something that, you know, that you can share with other people. And to your point, even people that are outside of, your existing sphere and um that's where it all starts it's just putting, putting it value out, there. out there and the other thing that i a mindset that i had to have when i was going into it was you know i would hate for someone to come to my channel and they only see one or two videos mm -hmm. i'd i would love the floodgates to open as soon as i get a little bit more um, library books in my bookshelf mm -hmm. of you know video content so that way when they come to my channel they're not just watching the video that you know got it all started for them mm -hmm. connecting them to me but they're watching this video over here and then this one and then this one and then they're looking at different um forms so youtube also has there are different strategies on how to grow from there. I mean, I don't have to share those right this second, but there's different ways 
different pockets, I guess, of content that you can put mm -hmm. out. So you've got your, just your regular video content. You upload the video that you edited or, or whatever. It's a little, yeah. sometimes it's a little bit more polished mm -hmm. than, than not. Then you have live content. So you mm -hmm. can actually go live on YouTube. Um, you can't go live on YouTube on your phone if you have less than a hundred subscribers, but, or sorry, less than I think a thousand subscribers. But once you hit a thousand, you should be able to take your, um, your, your <laughs> professional camp grade camera and walk around and, and talk and use, um, do live streams yeah. there. Um, otherwise you're using, you know, I've used my computer to do interviews with different people to bring value yeah. um, to the viewership. And then the other, the third uh, way that you can try to break into YouTube is YouTube Shorts. They're really mm. pushing that hard. It's nice. uh, a rival to TikTok mm. um, to where it's short form content, people watch, and then you're encouraged at the end of the short video, 30 seconds or less, mm. to, to subscribe to their YouTube channel. So there's, you know, three avenues that you can take to draw in more of an audience. Super cool. One thing I love about YouTube is that there are people of so many different professions on it. I mean, I've watched videos from, you know, plumbers who, you know, they may have a face for radio like me. And uh, for whatever reason, you know, they just really started enjoying sharing their, you know, knowledge and wisdom with complete strangers. Yeah. And before you know it, this video has been viewed, you know, however many millions of times, and that may help their business. Yeah, yeah they, that, their plumbing business may be doing great as a result of that. So. Are you thinking of Roger Wakefield? Is that the plumber you're thinking of? No. Is that, okay, is so that he's a, a Dallas, one? he's a Dallas local plumber. And no way. And he started, I think, a year or two ago, not that long, uh -huh. and he's got millions of subscribers yeah. and he does how-to videos he does i mean very creative with yeah. his content so roger wakefield is the guy yeah, you need to check out cool. um, i found that sometimes just watching a youtube video for me is more enjoyable than watching tv mm -hmm. like i'll just google you know we passed through paris texas on our way back from oklahoma and it has this huge town square but it's the town only has twenty-five thousand people so I told my wife, I was like, man, they have an eighth of the people we had in McKinney at their squares four times as big. So I was like, I want to see the history on that. Yeah. So I did a YouTube search for Paris, Texas history. And here I am sitting on my couch and I'm watching something that's informative and something that's educational instead of watching the same old, you know, news story that we see <laughs> day in and day out on TV. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. The, uh, and I know Roger, and you know, I, Roger, I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I met him at a uh, real estate mixer at one time and then got hooked oh, onto his channel. You know, he's been doing it. Sorry, Roger, if you're listening, he's been doing it for a couple of years for sure. Yeah. He's, uh, he does a really good job with it. And Kyle Draper, you mentioned Kyle. He's a friend of this right. show. He's been on here before. Two yeah. really good people. And anytime I need a little, a little hint on some plumbing, I, I go right to Roger. I do. You know, I'm yeah. a subscriber there. For sure. Well, as, as you navigate the social media jungle, the most important thing I think I've heard anyone that's ever, ever entered that jungle, it's not as difficult to navigate, but you, but you definitely have to put a foot into it and keep going. And would that would be your suggestion? Yes, absolutely. You got to start somewhere and just uh, learn as you go for sure. Keep, keep going, right? Keep yeah, going. Definitely. Because, Always something new to learn, something new that someone else is trying that you can try out too. 
um, even now, like I, I tried something different on my live stream and it's, it's doing really, really, that video is taking off. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm going to do one of these. That's awesome. Can you imagine, um, doing your business, your profession without social media today? It would be sad. <laughs> I would be trapped in my office, calling people, probably being create like being creative and putting events together and, and that kind of thing too, which I mean, that has some value to it, but I love, I love people that call me for my channel because first of all, they're like me. That's the other benefit of YouTube. People that reach out to me, they're like me and they're either detail oriented or they're like me and that they've got a family or they're, they're like me and my personality. Um, so they are a beauty to work with and they're very, very trustworthy and loyal at the same time. And you can't find that anywhere, even amongst family sometimes. Like you try to do a deal with your, your brother, sister, family, aunt, uncle, cousin. I mean, it's, it can put you through a ringer mm -hmm. and those are people that already know, love and trust you. And so it's, uh, it would be very difficult. And I, I just, I love meeting people that way. You know, I heard, I heard an interesting quote this morning on a podcast, uh, real estate rock stars, Aaron Muchastegui used to be Pat Hyben. Um, but they said that real estate is about relationships until it's about real estate. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of being very intentional with YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, which I realize they're all different, but there's people who succeed at all of them is you're building rapport, you're building trust with those people before you even know that they have a business need. Right. And that's huge because when you go up against another professional to compete for a job, that other person might be rushing to try and build that trust, build that rapport. And if you have a consistent source like YouTube, for example, you've got a huge leg up on your competition. Yeah. Um, I've had, you know, I'm, I'm very active on, on Facebook for better or for worse. And I've had people that, you know, I've met for the first time, you know, randomly at a restaurant. And, you know, I had a guy tell me, he's like, man, I feel like I, I know you. I know what your wife looks like. I know what your house looks like, your dogs and all that, uh, which sounds funny, but that's trust. Yeah. That's rapport. Yeah. That's, you know, by the time you get that call, they already know all about you. Yeah. And if, you know, if we're not taking advantage of, and again, this doesn't just apply to real estate, this applies to, you know, pretty much any entrepreneur yeah. you know, out there that has a business to promote. Yeah. If we're not taking, I, I like to think that we are in kind of an early state in, um, in, in, in the, being able to do things like this, being able to carve out, hey, I'm going to make a niche on YouTube or Facebook or anywhere else. My theory is that, you know, 10, 15 years from now, it'll be harder to do because, you know, you're going to have, you know, these kids now that are going to be adults in 10 years and they've grown up on TikTok and they TikTok and they've grown up on all these other things. So my, you know, my advice, you know, is to it's like a land grab, you know, go out there and make a name for yourself, make a name for your business and leverage these amazing, you know, technologies that we have available to us. 
Rebecca, you talked about uh, your fork in the road, and that was a transition from the profession of education, which no doubt you use those skill sets and those care abouts in, in the real estate business. And as, as we move, as we move on, Rebecca, I think that's just tremendous. I mean, you, you talk about it with a great deal of passion and I'm sure it comes out when you're, when you're uh, having that interaction, albeit kind of one way on YouTube, but then all of a sudden it turns into a, a, a two-way conversation, which is incredibly gratifying, I'm sure, as well as putting people in their homes and, and they can form, you know, uh, formulate their families. You're a proud mom of five. Yes. Five. Yeah. So not only do you balance being a great mother and, and take a great deal in your pride, but your career as well. And I think that's, I think that's awesome. As we move towards the back side of this, Rebecca, I don't know when we, we always ask this question, give us a little something to, that may crack us all up that are listening and or watching. Um, so I had to think about this one a little bit. Uh, there are a couple of, I guess, I'll, I'll give you a fun, I don't have as many funny real estate instances um, that, uh, but I've had other people that'll tell me like really funny stories, but we'll just, we'll put the, uh, the funny hat on when I was substitute teaching. Um, there were two instances that were particularly um, and scary and funny at the same time looking back. So I was substituting, I think, for a first grade class um, in Wiley, <laughs> Texas, because it was, it was kind of an interim period for me and I was trying to either get back into education. And so I was like, well, I'll substitute, you know, a couple of classes. Um, so I was substituting at this one uh, elementary school in Wiley and um the little girl, um, they just got back from recess. And uh, I said, well, what do you have over there? You know, and she's got her backpack and everything. She's looking in at us and she's like, there's a snake. There's, there's a snake in here. I'm like a snake, like, okay. And I'm trying to like rack my brain, trying to remember, okay, who do I need to contact? Cause you're the only one in the room with like 13 other kids. <laughs> and then, um, and then she's uh, there's, then she brings it out of the bag and I'm going, oh my gosh. And so I had to like run out of the, the room or figure out like the number to call for the office to get someone in here to like handle the snakes. Um, so I had a little snake lady kid in, in, in one instance. Um, the other instance, I was substitute teaching uh, in a middle school class and um, we were going over health. Mm -hmm. And we were at the part of the health class, um, and I'm not sure what this teacher was thinking, but she assigned um, a lesson on STDs. <laughs> so I had to teach kids that did not know me in middle school about STDs, and they're like, what is crabs? And they're like, you know, all these other, like, and I'm just going, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting here having to explain this and trying to be as conservative as possible too. And it was, it was a nightmare. Uh, it's, it's yeah. God it's bless. God bless our teachers. That, that's for darn sure. I would have, uh, I bet there were some red cheeks in there starting with a teacher herself. So, uh, <laughs> Hey, they got to learn somehow. Right. And hopefully it's by a teacher, you know, in a classroom with others. <laughs> Well, that, that's, that's, that's pretty, uh, that is funny. Okay. A few, few quick things. When, when you made your transition, professional transition, were you worried about what friends and family were, what they were thinking? You, you went from 
man doing what you you know no doubt again like i always say teachers love education they love they love the kids and they love the parents and all the things in and around it but are you worried about what what other people were thinking about my gosh she's going from there to here not really uh, i mean i was just making uh, a step in the direction that i thought was best for me and my family so i'm not i'm not one to you know try something new um and just go all in it's, it's phenomenal. And almost every single entrepreneur says the exact same thing, you know, keep an eye on that goal, keep the focus and, and away you go. And, you know, whether or not there's some failures along the way, which there's always going to be, but there's some pretty fun wins. And that, that always shows up in your face. That's, that's, that's really neat. What's next. I mean, you're, you're, you're being, you got your groove on and in, in the real estate profession, what's next. Um, so next I'm trying to hire an assistant and I'm also at the same time still trying to continue with my YouTube content, um, with the business that's coming in from it. So, um, trying to keep the, you know, the pedal on the pedal to the metal when it comes to my channel, cause that is bringing a new business, um, and trying to create more evergreen content, um, whether that be through interviews with other agents or other um, industry leaders. Um, like uh, I had a lawyer, a real estate lawyer on my uh, interviewed her and we talked about how to avoid getting sued as a seller. Um, just to like try to think of really interesting ways to bring people in um, with, and, and give value at the same time. Yeah. Sounds like, sounds like a pretty darn good growth plan. Well, before we wrap this up, <clears throat> Jared doesn't know this, but you may probably, you probably already know that Jared is a, a big fan of music. He produces his own, you know, and I love listening and, and he knows I'm a, I'm a far better listener than a singer or a magician playing a guitar or drums or anything. Now my son can do it, but all right. So if you're asked, Jerry Jones gives you a call and, it, you know, we've got the Ford Center right over here near me in Frisco, Texas, which, you know, is a sight to behold itself. And he says, Rebecca, we want to have a we want to have a great concert. We're going to fill this baby up. What band would you choose, Rebecca, to fill up the Ford Center? Um. I mean, I might uh, make a phone call to Adam Levine and maybe see if we can get some Maroon Five out there. That's <laughs> there, there, there. You go. That that that's pretty cool, Jared. I surprised you with that one. I actually actually took part uh, part in a sports podcast, and they asked that question with every new guest, and it's pretty pretty fun. We may have to incorporate. I did let him know that we we're going to steal it, but the uh, yeah, it's it's fun to hear what you know what uh, what genre and those type of things that you like and. And being a mother of five, you know, I've mentioned that a few times. I'm sure you got some music jamming at home. You know, the kids are, you know, putting their wiggle on and, and all that. That's yeah, they're, awesome. They're pretty musically inclined. My husband teaches them uh, drums and piano. Mm -hmm. And uh, I play guitar and we, we've done retreat and music and stuff at our church too. So. That sounds like that might show up on a, uh, one of your YouTube episodes. That would, that would be pretty, pretty cool. I love it. I love the creativity. And again, it allows social media allows to people see inside. You know? Rebecca mentioned uh, Adam Levine. I saw a video of him singing, look it up on YouTube guys. Uh, it was God only knows by the beach boys. And he did, he did so good on that one. That's a one to go to YouTube after you go to Rebecca's channel. Which, <laughs> Rebecca, can you tell us one more time? What is your, your channel link? Sure. Um, it's 
So you go to youtube.com and then you put slash C slash my name, Rebecca Valera, and you should be able to find it. Awesome. Super cool. Yeah. And as we post this out on social, we'll be able to incorporate that and, and we'll share it. We'll share it away. Well, Rebecca, thank you for joining uh, both Jerry Tide and myself, Brent Duhame on episode number 98 of Breaking Business Barriers. And as we wrap it up, it is definitely uh, onward and upward. Thanks, Rebecca. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on, guys.